Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Brian and Matt, the queen of Christmas, proves she's not bitter. Correspondent Deborah Rodriguez explains what that's all about. Mariah Carey's holiday hit got knocked from its number one spot on the Billboard Hot 100. She surprised the new queen with a gift. Brenda Lee, who recorded her Christmas classic 65 years ago, has posted a picture of a bouquet of flowers with a handwritten note of congratulations from Mariah Carey. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. That's nice and all, but I'm tired of both of those songs. (laughs) I like the B-side better of Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree, probably just because it's different. Yeah, I don't know what the B-side is. It's called Papa Noel, but uh, you probably wouldn't know it. Only I would, but... It doesn't get a lot of play. (laughs) No, but it's better, probably because it doesn't get a lot of play. I'm still pushing this one. It's a new Cher Christmas song, and it's fantastic. It feels feels Cher. I feel like she's just trying to remake Believe with this song. I don't care. I, um, I can't. Listen, I like Christmas. I mean, Mariah Carey has, like, basically lived off of three songs forever. So she's got nothing to complain Come on, come on, come on, come on, now touch me, babe. Can't you see that I am not afraid? Yeah, today would have been Jim Morrison's 80th birthday. You know, someone who's, who dies so young, you can't picture it, right? I mean, the same happened with Bob Marley's birthday recently. It's crazy. Crazy Jim Morrison would have been 80 years old. Uh, the Christmas holiday in the, the spirit, it's Essex, Connecticut. Who'd have thunk it? I guess maybe you should have thunk it because it's a beautiful spot. Uh, we welcome in the first selectman in Essex, Norm Needleman uh, on Brian and Company. Uh, Norm, good morning. How are you? Good morning. I love the doors. I just want you to know that. That was the perfect lead-in for me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <clears throat> What's your favorite my, song? Peace Frog is, believe it or not, my favorite song. And then L.A. LA Woman is my LA second Woman, favorite. Yeah. And the fact that he would have been 80 today drives me crazy. I know. I mean, uh, I don't know I how old you are. He died. Yeah, I mean, it's. I think he was 27, like it seems everybody else was when they passed away. It was away. Janis Joplin, Jim Morrison. Um, Jimi Hendrix. Jimi Hendrix, Greg Allman. I mean, they all died in a short amount of time. Yeah. Well, um, let's not reminisce about bad things. We're here to talk about Christmas. Yeah. 
Well, your town is crushing it. Uh, you know, I, I, I think, <laughs> you know, when you get that moniker of one of the, you know, the, what is it, uh, Country Living was the, one of the 30 most magical Christmas towns in America. I mean. I know, I know. Essex we, routinely gets rated high in a lot of surveys of small towns and of town, community spirit. It, it's just, you know, I'm from Brooklyn, New York, um, and uh, having ended up here, my, my path was uh, Brooklyn, Long Island, Mystic, and then here since 1985 when I moved oh, wow. my company here. Um, it is, uh, I could not have imagined moving to a nicer town and area. I have to put in a plug. I, I am a state senator for the 33rd district on top of being the first selectman, so I can't only talk about how great Essex is. It's really the Connecticut River Valley, but of course, within that, Essex is the best town. Well, I mean, I, th- I think that, well, first of all, what, I mean, it's such a great location, and what makes it so magical, though, around, well, for, first of all, we'll go general. What do you think in general makes it such a magical place to be? Um, you know, I, I've always said I've been the first selectman. I think I've been the longest-serving first selectman in the town's history. I've been 12 years, six terms, and now another term elected in an unopposed election. And, and I think it's the people and the spirit and the commitment to do good and the commitment to serve, which is quite common in many small towns, but I think rises to a different level here. Um, It's the lack of political controversy where Democrats and Republicans work together, but it's the natural things that sort of stand out. You know, the village of Essex, Main Street from the river to the top of uh, Main Street with its very short space, is evolved um, and it's it's become something different than it was in the 1950s and 60s, whereas many small towns sort of faded away. Um, but we have allowed um, the town to evolve appropriately and have built a new basis for retail and commercial office. And, and most important, I think that the town is made up of three villages. It's got the village of Essex, the village of Ivoryton, where the anchor business is the Ivoryton Playhouse. And last week, uh, for a million-dollar quartet Christmas version uh, playing, still a few tickets left. Um, and in Centerbrook, where we have the Essex Steam Train, which is you know the most popular Christmas um, attraction in the state of Connecticut. Um, so between the Grizz, the River Museum in the village, the the Ivoryton Playhouse in Ivoryton and the railroad in Centerbrook, we have attractions all over town, and they're four major tourist attractions. Plus, we have the river, and 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 we have the commitment to keep it beautiful. Um, well, let me let me ask you, Norm. I'm sorry to interrupt, Norm Needleman, um, first selectman in in Essex. You know those traditions, and there have been like like movie productions about ho- with holiday films in Essex oh, yeah. done. So like when like when did it when did these like traditions start happening when did this sort of reputation emerge I mean has it been this you know, you've been here since the eighties has it always been this way I think that it, it I think some of the Connecticut state policies that have allowed uh, incentives for in state production of um, of um, you know the, for the movie industry has benefited 
um, this area and this state. I think that was good policy. It predates my time in the Senate, but I think it was a wise move. Um, and and I think that we've done multiple Hallmark movies. It's always fun to come in the middle of July and see downtown looking like it's filled with snow and everybody's walking around in, yeah. in you know, fleece coats. But years and years ago, Doris Day and um, Max Showalter, I believe, did a movie that was um, taking place on the Good Speed Bridge. So the area's always been known for its natural beauty, um, and it's very, very quaint, preserved buildings done uh, mostly uh, on a voluntary basis. There's no requirement. We don't have historic districts or historic it ordinances. Just sort of happen organically. But people move here yeah. because they want to keep it this way. Yeah, I mean, the, the, so, that, I love that old colonial look to New England towns. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, and, you know, it's it's great. And listen, Norm, I hope you have a great holiday season, and uh, we appreciate it. People should go down to Essex and don't overwhelm them, you know. Uh, no, it's don't not overwhelming. Um, just... Please come. Please walk around. Please shop. Just please shop, eat, stay. We have places that you can stay here for an overnight or a weekend. Um, it, it is just a beautiful place. Yeah, so I, would, I would be remiss if I didn't put a plug in for the Million Dollar Quartet. Christmas train is probably sold out, but please come to the town. River Museum has got a beautiful train exhibit yeah. going on right now. Awesome. Awesome, Norm. Thanks for the time. Have a great weekend. Thanks. Have a great uh, day. Norm Needleman. Yeah, listen, Bye. Essex is lovely. Just a lovely, I love New England, classic New England towns, and Essex is, is absolutely one of them. Uh, just to remind people, we're here at the Holiday Store at the Avon Home Farms Hotel at the base Avon Mountain at the intersection of 10 and 44. Come say hello. We're here all day long. Right, right after me is Will, and then Tom, and then Todd. And you make a donation. If you make a $150 donation, you can walk away with an ice cream pie from Tomato Farms. Don Teller was here. The brochures are here. If you don't like what's in the freezer, you can take a gift certificate and then go over to West Simsbury anytime you want and grab the one you like. I mean, they're beautiful. And we're trying to raise a couple hundred thousand dollars for Salvation Army to give to families and kids in need. They do everything from rental assistance and heating assistance to giving out hundreds and hundreds of gifts every holiday. And we have a lot of pressure on us uh, that we love to help them out because they depend on, on this stretch at the holiday store to, to make a lot of kids happy this time of year and to make a lot of families safe. So please, and if you can't come down here, text WTIC to 31333. It all helps. I don't care if it's 5 bucks or 500000 We'll take them both and with a smile. Uh, come down and visit, make a donation, maybe come on the air. We'll be doing that all the way through as well. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. 
baseball your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Uh, your time's 843. A couple things to get to. Some breaking economic news uh, the first Friday of the month. Obviously, the jobs report. The expectation was that the economy created 190,000 jobs in November with an unemployment rate of 3.9%. Turns out uh, both a little, you would think, better than expected. 199,000 jobs were created, so slightly better. And the unemployment rate ticked down to 3.7%. And then you might look at the stock market and you'd be like, why did stock futures drop 100 points on that news? Well, it's one of those things in, in the financial world, in the market world, that where, where good news is bad news, right? So maybe this means they don't cut rates or they don't pause on rate cuts and all this back and forth that we tend to go. But it's basically telling you that uh, you hear terms like soft landing and recession and so on and so forth, that the economy, at least on the jobs perspective, is 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 slowed down, but it is still relatively healthy. I mean, you have an unemployment rate in the United States right now, 3.7%. Um, it's a real dislocation because there's a lot of people who are really suffering and struggling, which is you know what we're focused on here at the holiday stores, helping people who can't make the rent, who can't pay for heat, who can't afford presents, who can't afford food. I mean, these are real problems. And as we talk to people, we got to take a break here before we, um, we talk to David Leibman in a few minutes. Every single of the 169 municipalities in the state of Connecticut has people in their in their municipality suffering from food insecurity it's a fact it's a reality and so for these two weeks we dedicate as so much as much airtime as we can to raise money for the salvation army so they can help people especially this time of year and as they say you don't want anyone to go hungry or cold this time of year so please if you can get involved at any level and if you can't come down and say hello at the Avon Old Farms Hotel, just text WTIC to 31333, again, 31 and then 333, and make a donation of any amount. If you come down here, we have we have uh, great ornaments that's from the Salvation Army. You, you can get the silver box for 34 and a gold box for 100, and you get a little return there. Or 150, you can get an ice cream pie from Telmetto Farms, and we have the freezer set up. It came, came in this morning. It's going to be sitting there for a couple of weeks. Get on board and uh, and be a part of something very special with us here at WTIC News Talk 1080. Um, listen, we have that economic news. We got Hunter Biden. We have another censure in in the House of Representatives. We got more more presidential politics. Uh, the great David Lightman joining us from McClatchy, D.C. as he does every Friday. It's the best way to end our week. I don't know about him and you, but that's true for us. Um, David, good morning. I know my week will. It doesn't end till later today. Yeah, that's um, true. That's true. So I, you know, this, uh, you know, I worked at CNBC for a long time. I, I always get a little bit frustrated when this good news is bad news type thing. So that you know, you get this job report is pretty, yeah, a little better than expected. But the stocks sell off. But that's a short term thing because they think that maybe rates will go up or at least they won't get cut next year or whatever. But you know, I, I mean, the. There is a disconnect in the economy. There's a lot of people are suffering. That is definitely true. But at the same time, the, when your unemployment rate is at 3.7% and you're putting 200,000 new jobs in the economy, that's not that bad. No, and inflation's down to, what, 3.2%, and there will be another report Tuesday that will update that, and I suspect it might even fall further since gasoline prices, energy prices fell last month. Yeah, but, you know, that, in fact, that's the story I'm going to finish today. Why in the world aren't people giving the incumbents credit for it, Republican and, and Democrats? I mean, you look at every poll by two to one, 
people say Biden has not done a good job handling inflation, which, again, 3.2 percent. Now, granted, that's not great compared to what we saw, you know, in the 2000s and 2010s, but it ain't 9.1 percent well, that we but, saw last you know, year. Sorry to interrupt, but I, I think it's an important point. And I guess forget about politics. And I come at this from an independent lens. I try the best that I can. But even with, you know, Donald Trump yesterday at the courthouse and and all the things he says, he just pounds the points and then people just sort of sort of they just like oh that must be true i mean to me the inflation issue is how are you doing relative to the rest of the world and the united states has done even though the fed was late and they were too aggressive i in my opinion we still are in this position now where inflation is moderated here as much as anywhere on the planet and yeah think, and i'm right. sorry no, this is what you and I studied in Economics 101, the, the classic soft landing, right? Inflation's down, uh, unemployment's 3.7%. The GDP is grow. It's not going to grow at 5% the way it has, but let's say it grows at 2% this quarter. I mean, that's terrific. That's exactly what you want. And yet, as you say, people aren't feeling it. Right. It's, I don't and, get you it. Know, and listen, Biden's got a ton of blind spots. There's, there's a ton of things you can criticize. But I think this one is the, the messaging somehow has really been co-opted. Now, it's not perfect. We're here at the Salvation Army. We know a lot of people are suffering and struggling. We're not saying that the economy is perfect. But I, th- I think there has to be you know, some balance in, in, in a little bit of the discussion about it. But in talking about Biden in the White House, I mean, Hunter Biden, on one side, people are like, well, he's just falling on the knife for his dad. And on the other side, you could say, well, you know, I mean, if, if, if the DOJ is so weaponized, why is this guy facing felonies? Yeah, nine counts yesterday in addition to the gun, earlier gun charges. And on the nine counts, so far there's no, nothing to tie his father to what he was indicted for, you know, not filing his taxes and so forth. But, uh, yeah, the, the political problem here is that his father, of course, is tied to this. And Hunter Biden could very well be on trial right in the middle of the general election cycle next year. Imagine that. You have dueling trials with Trump and Hunter Biden. Well, and also you might have an impeachment going on. I mean, it's, what's the latest on that? Lord, next week. We'll be talking about that next Friday. Uh, right now, the way it looks, House is going to vote uh, probably Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday of next week on whether or not to uh, begin a formal impeachment inquiry in Joe Biden. Uh now, here's the problem. House only has a three uh, – Republicans only have a three-vote majority. A lot of these uh, lawmakers in California, New York, and districts where Biden won the district but the Republican won the seat, very nervous about this because yeah. – for a lot of reasons. Uh, they're worried that constituents think this is just politics. They don't see the evidence. They don't understand Hunter Biden and his laptop and what that's all about. This is hardly – an easy issue to explain. So right now, they're going to vote. But whether they're going to succeed, it's going to be tricky. You know, this this whole issue, we're talking with David Leibman from McClatchy, D.C., here on Brian and Company, only a couple of minutes left. You know, this issue of censures in the House, and, you know, historically there's only been a handful, but there's been, what, like three since June. And you've also had a Republican, you know, kicked out of uh, out of the House. I mean, it, it's really unprecedented. And, you know, what Jamal Brown did, Bowman did, excuse me, you know, it was so dumb. I mean, this really was, like, historically dumb. And, and, I, and I understand it, but I don't know. I don't know if these tools are being used the way they're supposed to. And, and Rashida Tlaib, I, I don't agree with a ton of stuff about what she stands for. But in a free speech world, I don't know why she necessarily suffered that consequence. And, 
I, I just don't, I feel like things are not, maybe I'm so used to my civics class where this stuff was different mm -hmm. and maybe it's the way it should be now. I don't know, but it seems like it's being used too frequently as a tool where it shouldn't necessarily be used. You know, it's interesting because there's a lot of unease about all that, uh, both on the right, the left, and, and in the middle. Uh, look at the George Santos vote and debate last week where they voted to expel him. A lot of members voted not to expel him, not because they didn't think he was a terrible person, but because he hasn't been convicted of anything, because he didn't get due process. This censure business. I mean, Adam Schiff, uh, the congressman from California who chaired the Intelligence Committee, the Democrat, uh, was censured earlier this year, immediately started fundraising off of it and did very well nice. because Democrats are appalled. It's, yeah, the whole process is, arguably has been cheapened. And you look at this impeachment vote next week. Well, we all remember when Bill Clinton was impeached in 1998, first time in 130 years. It was extraordinary. And remember, there was a huge report from uh, special prosecutor Ken Starr and the grand jury and all the evidence and weeks and weeks of hearings. And finally, the House voted to impeach him, but it was a wrenching vote. For a lot of people. And here we are. Again, Donald Trump's been impeached twice. Now Joe Biden's going to be. I mean, it's just a breakdown almost of civility, if you will. And I don't know quite where this is headed. But um, the other thing, if I'm a member of Congress, why in the world are you going to go ahead and do this? And then you voted on Santos last week. You got a budget. <laughs> to deal I with know. you guys all they're doing is is just slinging arrows instead of doing the work right. to help people i mean it's frustrating it's both sides it's not i mean i know the republicans control things but i think there's problems on on both sides and oh yeah i and, mean they're all eager to leave next week but by the time you and i talk next friday they're probably going to be gone till january 8th yeah. or something well without a budget or let's see if they pass a defense bill the whole bill, it's 3,000 pages or something, to set national security policy is on the floor right now in the Senate. Now, I think they'll pass it, both House and Senate, before they leave. But what if they don't? I mean, it's not clear that they will. Yeah. Well, at least, I mean, it's I, we got to go. We're up against the clock. But it, I wanted mm -hmm. to talk about the Putin thing because I just think another thing is so oh. dumb. It's like, oh, yeah, what is, who's he going to debate? Is he <laughs> having trouble right. raising money? Right. It's so exactly. dumb. Uh, he announces that's news that he's announced he's running for re-election. <laughs> hey, David, have a great weekend. We appreciate you. Look forward to talking to you next week. Uh, David Lightman from McClatchy, D.C. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.